Hello and welcome to this video summarising all you need to know about Oscar Wilde's play An Ideal Husband. This is the first of a two-part video summary and in this video we'll look at the key aspects of the play itself as well as context. Do come back for video number two which looks at themes, key characters and symbols. So when it comes to understanding the play itself, it's important to understand a little bit about the man himself. So Oscar Wilde was an Irish poet and playwright and he wrote during the Victorian era. This play in particular is one of Oscar Wilde's most popular plays, but it's also important to be aware of the fact that he became troubled by the law because of his own affair. So even if he was married in a traditional marriage, he had a love affair which was homosexual and at the, the time homosexuality was illegal. The theme of forgiveness in this play may in some ways reflect his own experience in seeking forgiveness with what at the time was seen as unforgivable from a Christian perspective. Many parts of the play also seem to mock the upper class, something common to Wilde's work. Now when it comes to the play itself, it starts at Sir Robert Chilton's home in London. Chilton is a member of the House of Commons and him and his wife are hosting some esteemed guests at a dinner party. So this was a very upper class household. Miss Chevalier, an enemy of Lady Chilton's, tries to blackmail Sir Robert into a scheme to build a canal in Argentina. She claims that her mentor told her that Sir Robert had told him a cabinet secret. The secret was about buying stocks in the Suez Canal three days before the British government purchased it. Sir Robert made a lot of money with that secret and Mrs Chevalier claims she has proof of his crimes of insider trading. When Lady Chilton hears of her husband changing his mind, she insists that he maintains his position. She wants an ideal husband who is model in public and private life and sees him changing his stance poorly. Sir Robert agrees with his wife, dooming himself. Meanwhile, at the party, Lord Goring and Mabel come across a diamond brooch that Goring gave to someone long ago. He tells Mabel to tell him if anyone asks for it. Lord Goring tells Sir Robert to be honest with his wife and fight Mrs Chevalier. It, it's revealed that he was once engaged to her. Mrs Chevalier appears looking for her diamond brooch. She exposes Sir Robert to his wife. Lady Chilton is disgusted and refuses to forgive her husband. Goring receives a letter from Lady Chilton and Goring's father asks him when he will marry. Mrs Chevalier arrives at Goring's home and waits for him. Sir Robert comes and mistakes her for being there for the two having an affair and he storms out. Mrs Chevalier tells Goring that she will give him Sir Robert's letter in exchange for marriage but he refuses. He then puts the diamond brooch in her hand, trapping her in it. He tells her that she stole it from his cousin years ago. He removed the evidence from her wrist in exchange for the letter. She hands it over and Goring burns it. She steals Lady Chilton's letter from his desk, planning to send it to Sir Robert and pretend it is a love letter to Goring from his wife. Lord Goring then proposes to Mabel and she accepts. Sir Robert denounces the Argentine canal scheme and Goring warns Lady Chilton that Mrs Chevalier has her note to use against her husband. Sir Robert takes a letter as a letter of forgiveness and the two reconcile. So that's all in terms of understanding this play in its entirety. If you enjoyed this video, do give us a thumbs up and subscribe for more revision videos and resources. Do also make sure you come back for video number two, where we look at key themes, characters, as well as symbols. Thank you for listening.